0: Welcome to the Dare to Pivot podcast, a resource for inspiration and encouragement while you're on your path to purpose. The Dare to Pivot podcast is hosted by Waqia Hayward, that's me, and Barbara Wade, two middle-aged sisters who are passionate about having honest, open conversations with each other and special guests about faith, transparency, and living a life of purpose. The Dare to Pivot podcast is rooted in the Christian faith, and we believe that we are all made for a reason and with intention. However, it's up to us to pursue our purpose. By exploring the four foundational pillars of D.A.R.E., which are decisions, actions, results, and evaluations, we're hoping that women will be motivated to actively pursue their own purpose journeys. Join us as we learn together that it is never too late to be great. Welcome to the Dare to Pivot podcast, super excited, a place where we have honest conversations about women who are strong enough to actually get up and move and do something and pursue their actual purpose. Um, and so right now we're going to talk about bravery and talk about women who are courageous things and being bold in this in this space, in this time. So um, my name is Wakia. I'm one of your hosts. Barbara Wade is also on the line, who is our other host. And... Our special guest today is Fatima Farmer. So here's the deal. I'm going to just troop and say my baby sister Fatima Farmer because that's how I know her, Fatima. So, yeah. So we're going to talk about some things today. So hi, ladies. How y'all
1: doing? Doing doing awesome. Doing good. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so
0: welcome. So...
1: Tima, nice to meet you. Likewise, nice to meet you as well.
0: So we want Tima, I want you to be our, you are our first guest. But I want you to come on really because I think that when I think about someone who is um who is actually brave and um bold enough to do something different, Lord knows over the last couple of years you've been having a lot of interesting moments right where you've just been doing these <laughs> courageous things where you know your life is almost like a sitcom um you know or a story like you know as where it turns and stuff like that so while I may know your story I'm sure our listeners don't know it, and Barbara doesn't know um we we she did read your bio and she's been all over your web page but I want you to take time out and sort of just talk to us about some of your um take us through like the last couple of years when you've made these bold decisions and what that looked like for you
1: Hmm. Okay. Well it's a lot of pressure. I didn't realize I was the first guest.
0: <laughs> oh, so we are. Um,
1: so I guess my my journey, like Waikia stated, has been very much like an adventure (laughs) i think looking at it that way has made it a lot less scary for me actually i'm just like i just don't know what god is going to do next and i'm just open to that but it definitely didn't start there um i guess i'll start with my relationship with god because i feel like that's the most important part in all of these like leaps of faith faith, in all the things that I've been doing, it actually stemmed from my relationship with God um, so that was a very um, I guess just long journey to get to the point where I was able to trust God and I was someone that did not necessarily grow up like in the church with like a strong faith as a child um, I was aware of it and I knew that there was a such thing as God. And I knew about Christianity and ba- uh, Baptist churches, but I didn't have a personal relationship with God. And that actually didn't even feel like a priority to me until I was um, just struggling mentally with um, the separation of my parents and just dealing with that season of feeling very like lost and not having you know a place to call home and kind of just bouncing around from couch to blow up mattress to floor, like really just trying to like find my way. That is what led to my faith. And that was probably like, I would say maybe in like my early twenties, um, maybe like 21, 22. And then that journey led me down this like very long winding road of, um, spirituality where I, you know, I basically tried on different religions as if they were like hats and, um, I just studied as much as I could. And it was all coming from a place of just seeking and knowing that, you know, I, I had a purpose, but I didn't know what it was and I wasn't sure how to execute it. Um, so I was just really in a really unhappy space, um, was dealing with depression, was dealing with suicidal thoughts, was struggling financially. And um, eventually that journey led me um, back to Christianity, back to God back to Jesus and the Bible. And um, in 2017, I believe, I rededicated my life to Christ. And from there, I think that's when I really started to step into my purpose, which um, involved a lot of just helping others. Like, I think I've always had this desire to want to help others. And um, because I had kind of reached a point where I was starting to feel better and I had some sense of clarity, I felt called to help others with their faith. So it honestly it wasn't from a place of being an expert. It was really from a place of just I am figuring out what it means to be a Christian and I'm going to share my journey publicly. And that led to a YouTube channel that led to um a podcast that led to a community called the Soul Beauty Chat, um, which is a group of over 500 women now that share resources and support all related to faith. Um, and then eventually that led me to um, driving across the country to California. That led me to uh, starting a nonprofit. And that led me to where I am now, which is in Charlotte, North Carolina. And all the other beautiful pieces of my journey that i'm sure we'll get into as um a meditation instructor, clarity coach, and um just all of the things that i'm doing now, I think were directly influenced by that um pivotal moment when I started to seek God for myself
2: wow fatima wow, thank wow. you for thank you for sharing that I...
1: you're welcome,
2: wow, man there were so many uh points that stood out to me that were just like little rays of light um, mm-hmm. honestly that's what i envisioned as i heard you speaking um wow so your faith journey is just the nucleus it seems like of who you are mm-hmm. you you you've taken that experience and it sounds like it feels like you've internalized it to the point where you realize that everybody needs this. Mm-hmm. And so your whole life is that example of everybody needs to be on their own faith journey. And I'm going to, I'm going to travel with you.
1: Mm-hmm. That is so comforting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate that, um, that view of it because I think, um, sometimes because I do so many things, right? Like there's like so many titles that I can throw out there of different things that I do. But um, recently someone asked me what is my purpose? And I think it's really simple. It's to connect people to God at the center, right? It's like, I wanna expose as many people to possible as possible to God because that is the single thing that has transformed my life. And then in doing that, I also want to inspire people through my personal story to feel led to walk in their purpose. And then I want to empower them through all the different tools and resources and coaching and podcasts to actually take the steps necessary to do that. And um, I'm, I'm grateful that I feel like I have finally kind of like figured it out. Like I've, I figured out what what it is that I'm here to do. And I've figured out a beautiful way to blend all of my passions and hobbies together to execute that um, in a way that resonates for a lot of people. So, wow, and and I think it resonates with lots of people because
2: it's your experience and the how and not the what. And what I mean by that is you haven't defined one particular life experience or life circumstance or life consequence. For with for which your faith needs to be developed and enriched, your life is saying, "Hey, my faith journey is the center of all of this." So, mm-hmm. um, personally, as a result of your uh, your own, uh, I would say, um, early adult trauma of your parents mm-hmm. was just uh, your parents splitting was just the beginning of that. However, it's the fact that I've been on a faith journey and all the ebbs and flows that come with that, I've kept Christ at the center. And Mm -hmm. I think that is applicable to everybody. Mm -hmm. And the sooner we get that, (laughs) the better. Um, Yeah, I think it helps us make choices and decisions. But I think more than anything, I'm finding that a lot of us just need to start healing from Mm. uh, what has already happened. Mm -hmm. And if we build our faith, believing that uh, God has uh, restoration and healing for us, that as we continue on our faith journey to what there is in the future, it will only get better. And I believe Mm -hmm. that's the hope that everybody needs to know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: How awesome!
1: Thank you. So I
0: guess so. So I guess my question is, is that while the while we are hearing like how where you are now on this side of the journey, right, where you've grown, where you know you where you've understood the fact of how powerful um, being with God is, and how and how transformative how transformative He is, and um, how you know if you just trust Him, but but people who are really just starting and they're and they're they're not there yet could you go back and talk more about those beginning months or those beginning that beginning season when you was really trying to figure it out and there were so many other voices because in this environment you know you can pretty much be whatever you want to be and there's somebody who's going to cheer you on in that moment Mm -hmm. whatever that is right so how did you go about determining um or actually just identifying and sticking to that, actually, that nucleus of Christ.
1: Mm. Yeah, I I am fortunate that um, I, had, I had already had a YouTube channel um, when I started this journey. And, you know, God really pushed me to open up about that. Because initially I was talking about, like, hair and fashion and beauty and stuff. So for anyone that is, like, genuinely curious about that, maybe you're in the same spot. Um, all of my videos are still there although I don't post videos anymore um, the videos of those very real moments are there so you can see the moments where I'm just like I don't know if God is real I am doubting I'm struggling Mm. or asking questions like um, you know I'm a Christian now and I, and I, and I'm believing this, but I'm struggling with this part of the Bible. Does anyone else feel this way too? Mm -hmm. Like, does anyone else struggle with like sexuality or temptation or doubt, you know? And that's actually how my podcast was birthed. It was through me having those very honest conversations. Um, But I think the moment that I, that I remember the most clearly, like at the start of my journey, and i don't think i i was talking about it publicly yet was when i moved into my first apartment like after you know dealing with not having a place to stay and kind of bouncing around and then finally getting a job and finally you know moving into my own place i remember it was the first time that i you know was in my own space it was the first time that i was um you know alone, really, because even in like college and stuff, you know, there was roommates or so it was the first time that I was like really alone with my thoughts for an extended period of time. And um, I remember just like this emptiness. And I spent a lot of time just researching everything. Like I was just so desperate to find what my purpose was, because although I had this new job, I didn't like it. And I didn't feel fulfilled doing it. And I knew that I wasn't, you know, resonating with working in the fashion industry anymore. So every day was just difficult and heavy. And um, I felt very alone and very just isolated from the world. But I feel like that period of time was um, just like my almost like hibernation period or the season when you think about a plant. When it's under the soil and it's just like, you don't see anything, you know, that it's doing something, but you don't see anything yet. And I feel like that was the season that I was in where it was just dark and cold and lonely. Mm. Um, And um, I spent a lot of time just researching and I researched Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam. I was reading all of this stuff about um, just all these different things because I just wanted answers. And it was difficult um it was really difficult because I felt really alone and I think also at the time like now you know you can go on social media and find like a community for everything like like he had just said but during that time I I think maybe Instagram had like just started but you know it, it wasn't my first thought to say oh let me go to the internet and see if I could find other people who can connect with this so it really just felt like it was just me you know like I just felt very isolated and um Yeah, it was it was a really dark period. But I think after all of that searching and seeking, like I found myself going back to Christianity from the lens of, okay, I know what my grandmother taught me. I know what society told me about it. I know what, you know, religious leaders say about it. And none of that resonated with me. So instead, the same way that I approach hinduism and buddhism and islam from this perspective of just wanting to understand i'm gonna do the same thing with christianity and i made a decision to understand the bible and jesus from a perspective of just wanting to know more information and not from i have to believe this right away like i didn't believe for a while you know and i was just like i was just collecting information and i probably say that journey for me started in like 2012 and i didn't actually believe until like 2016 2017 so that's a very long period of time to you know be researching and studying and just struggling with accepting it um but i think for me what really did it was once i decided to understand jesus as a person and to try to build a relationship with god versus just trying to be religious that's when i started to feel different And that's when I noticed that I had more peace. I noticed that my life started to change more positively. I noticed that I was more positive. Um, I noticed just all these positive things happening that I wasn't getting from, you know, following the practices of Buddhism or following the practices of Hinduism. Like I didn't feel that sense of joy and that sense of peace. So for me, you know, I kept following what was making me feel better and it was Christianity and it was Jesus and, and God. And although I didn't understand everything, I just continued to follow the breadcrumbs of what was making me feel better and better and more connected to my purpose each day.
2: Mm. That is, that that is so amazing. That part of your story. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Because I think that is, um, it sounded like that was like four, you said 2012 to basically 16 before you started believing. Mm -hmm. That sounded like four um, just amazing years. Um, Probably in retrospect, it's like a lot of it was dark and negative, like you said. But your Mm -hmm. tenacity in that, I'm just trying to figure out what it could have been other than the hand of God <laughs> that mm-hmm. kept you researching and going for, you know, that next breadcrumb. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's the miracle piece. You know, there, uh, I think God works in ways that there's always a miracle, something that man could never <laughs> manufacture. And that's mm-hmm. the mystery in him to me. Um it's just in those situations you could never really define or pick that one thing that you could have possibly done yourself it was what he put in you um that kept you in it to me that kept you on mm-hmm. that journey and that's just phenomenal to me I I think mm-hmm. uh that's the that's the richness of the story that's the mm-hmm. that's um Him being the comforter and and walking with you. And now you say, hey, wow, that was basically four years that started off very negative. But, man, this journey is just something that I couldn't even have put together, you know, in my head. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. couldn't have planned this out in paper, which which books I'm going to read every day and how many chapters. It was nothing formal like that. just he just Mm -hmm. took you on that journey and you were willing your heart was open to go with it that's just phenomenal Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, oh my goodness
0: ah so 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 for me for me so you know the whole purpose of this whole dare to pivot right is i thought when we came up with it, you know, Dare to Pivot is based off of four foundational pillars, which is decide, act, results, and evaluate. So the first thing I hear you saying is you made a decision, though, to at least pursue something, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. which I think is where a lot of people really got to get to a place where we can't just flounder, because we, we serve a God anyway, that's a planner,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And so I think the fact that you first started with With just deciding that I'm going to pursue something, and like you said, you was really going after the thing that made you feel the best, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The thing that made you feel—I guess the thing that made you feel the best the most consistently,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, because I'm sure everything, you know, when you first start something, the novelty of something initially gives you this little high, Mm -hmm. right? But then the long run, the thing that holds you um, past. The beginning chapter of the book, right? It's the mm-hmm. thing that you kept, you kept pursuing. So I think that is one of the things that we want the ladies to really get and really understand is it's all about that decision to make a move to do something, mm-hmm. to pursue, mm-hmm. right? To pursue your purpose and to pursue. Um, but what what killed me was you didn't even decide to. I know you was in, in truth really saying you was looking at your purpose, but in, instead it looked like what you was really looking at that was the person who gave you the purpose. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's more where this felt like you were going after, mm-hmm. right? The the initiator of the purpose. Yeah. So now, I've, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And like, in hindsight, that's 100% what I was doing. I think in the moment, like, I didn't have that um, language or clarity to really know that I wasn't seeking purpose, but I was seeking, like, I was seeking God, you know? And God was seeking mm-hmm. me the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, he was persistent mm-hmm. and just kept nagging me about it literally just like kept pushing me through through friends through relationships like it just kept coming up it was so it was so persistent to get me to um explore that and then once i started to explore it it's like my curiosity just got the best of me and i was consistent in that so even though you know i was still dabbling in this and dabbling in that i was consistently going back to reading the Bible, going back to reading um, one book recommendation that I would suggest for anyone that that is in that place of just trying to figure out like who God is for themselves is um, the Christianity for dummies. So you know how they have the for dummies series about everything. I started with that because I was like, well, if I want to understand this from a very basic level without religion and without you know the views of the world and my family and this and that how can i get that information and it was just with a simple book christianity for dummies because it just breaks it down to the point where it made it so real where it's like this is history right where before it seemed like it was these big lofty ideas and all these characters and all these people and then i'm looking at this i'm like wait these are you can track majority of the stuff that happened you can track these people you can track the locations Mm -hmm. you can track that jesus actually was here and walking on on this earth and, and that made it feel much more real to me um so i think that that persistence and consistency were two of the the main things that once i made that decision that really um propelled propelled it even further and and kept me going even in those moments when like I didn't understand, you know.
0: Mm. Mm, yeah, yeah. What do you feel like is the most, um, as you look back now from this point now, being twenty twenty, and you look back when you said you really came into came into Christ really for yourself as far as really dedicating yourself. the most you said I think you said 2016 or twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look back over your, over these last three years. What do you feel is the most unbelievable thing that you like? You know where the God
1: moves. Mm. Oh, there's so many moments. Um, hmm. I think one of the main ones would be um, making the decision again, right, to launch the nonprofit Soul Beauty Outreach. Um, which is really like God's dream being visualized through my life. Um, because this is something that I felt led to do. i um, will probably say like it first dropped in my spirit in like 2016. So it was even before I committed to Christianity and to God, um, I felt this this longing to help homeless people. And um, it was so loud, you know, it was just so, so loud. And um, it was before I had like a true relationship with God, but I just felt like this, this was a part of my purpose. And um, so to see, you know, the years of me doubting it, the years of me saying like, no, you know, why would I do that? That's way too big to try to create a, a nonprofit to help homeless people. Like, that just feels like too scary, too big. And then also like, what about all the other stuff I'm doing? You know, like there was that part of me that was kind of like in my ego, just like, but what about all the other things I want to do? Like all of the, you know, all of the fun stuff, all of the creative stuff. And and feeling like if I did if I did what God wanted me to do, I wouldn't be able to fully express myself. Right. And um, so I really struggled with that. And so to see now that over years, it went from, no, I can't do that, to, well, maybe I could do something, mm-hmm. to, you know, putting it out into the world. And now, you know, having a a Kickstarter campaign that's raising money to build this nonprofit that got literally placed in my spirit years ago is just so amazing to me. I think that's probably the most amazing thing that I can pinpoint that God has just transformed in my life and I think even saying that I'm kind of like is it though because I think that what is really the shocker (laughs) is the fact that at one point I was so against Christianity like that Mm -hmm. almost feels like Mm -hmm. a different person to me but I remember being so like I don't want to worry I I remember her
0: I I don't
1: (laughs) want to talk about it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to pray. I don't listen to sermons. Like I was so against it. So the fact that I'm this person now, I think that is the biggest, like (laughs) the biggest plot twist of all.
0: (laughs) 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 so amazing so when you talk about starting a nonprofit, and I'm sorry Barbara if you have a question go ahead because I, I have I have list questions <laughs> go, ahead, okay. go ahead go ahead <laughs> so when you so when you talk about starting a nonprofit, profit like, so what actions would you take for that woman out there that's thinking about starting a, nonpro- a non-profit and I realize that your nonprofit obviously um centers more so on homelessness but could you talk about like some of the the thoughts or some of the things you had to do because there's an action part of this too right that, mm-hmm. that you know I, I think some of the things to me about Christianity that when I was younger that used to blow my mind and even when you talk to some of the older Christians where they say oh well you just pray about it and God is going to move but they don't really tell you what else to do like okay I prayed right. <laughs> and you're just like dun 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 you know what I'm saying like what happens next mm-hmm. so you prayed and, and you heard God tell you to do this thing then what happened like what happened? Mm-hmm. How did you, how did you take those next steps? And, you know, and how did you get over the fear of doing it wrong? Which I think mm-hmm. is why a lot of people don't do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think for whatever reason, the first thing that popped into my mind is that you don't have to have a, you don't have to be at this point where we are in order to walk in your purpose. You you don't have to be the most spiritual. You don't have to be the person that can hear from God all day long. And, you know, you're just in this constant flow with God. You don't have to be that in order to take a step forward. And I think I'm, a, I'm living proof of that, that I did not have it figured out in the slightest, but I still was willing to take a step and I was willing to do it afraid. Um, and I think that... Uh, for me, um, one of the biggest things was just, I remember when I when I got the the word, a part of the word for the mission for Soul Beauty Outreach, and I just wrote it down. That was all I did. I just wrote it down. And I held on to that for years, right? And I just, you know, occasionally I would go to it, and as my faith was growing in God, you know, I would pray more about it. I would ask out more more questions about it. And, you know, sometimes I would get maybe like a confirmation, right? And that confirmation might come from um, someone reaching out to me and they're interested in mm-hmm. the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like randomly, it just seems like it's a mm-hmm. random thing. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I have a conversation with someone and they mention something about A homeless nonprofit and it's just like i just started to pay attention to those little again Mm breadcrumbs right so i didn't necessarily dive into action right away um i think after doing that over a period of time my faith grew i started to build this trust with god where i'm like okay if if i'm praying for this and i'm asking for clarity on this and then you send me maybe a person an idea or a thing that to me is like indication that I'm on the right track. So it wasn't like God gave me this like big, you know, T.D. Jakes (laughs) voice, (laughs) like you're doing the right thing. Like it never never felt like that. (laughs) It, It never felt like that ever. It was always just like, am I doing the right thing? Is this what God wants me to do? But I just kept going, right? And I had to let go of that fear of doing it right. And I think that's where me sharing my personal journey was so important was because I, honestly, I feel like every chance I got, I made it very clear. I would say I'm not an expert. I don't have all the answers. I'm just figuring it out and I'm sharing it with you. I'm sharing it with you as I figure it out. Let's figure it out together. And that, for me, took the pressure off, right? it's like i i now knew that when people came across my content they weren't expecting me to have a step by step of how you follow god it's just like this is what i'm doing and what has been helping me and let's all talk about it together um so i feel like that was very important like if you if you are figuring it out being okay with saying that you know being okay with with sharing that you're just you're just figuring it out you're, and Maybe God gave you a glimpse of what your purpose is, but being okay with being like, I'm scared, you know, like telling your community, whether it's, whether you have a platform online or it's just the people in your life, expressing that to people around you and not being afraid to ask for help, you know, not being afraid to, to let people know that I'm not necessarily sure what comes next, but that's where, um, those confirmations can actually come from. It's like you reaching out to someone, they might have a resource or a connection that can help you to move forward in whatever you're feeling called to pursue. So I think having a level of um vulnerability mm-hmm. is really important mm-hmm. when you are creating anything, you know, because you have you have to be willing to say, I don't I don't know the answer and ask ask other people for help. So so that sounds like that is just a, a major theme. The willingness part. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, humility, vulnerability,
0: and willingness—is this supposed to... which? Let me just say <laughs> is not something that, none that. So let me tell you why this podcast right here was something that me and Barbara wanted to do. That's why she's laughing because you know where I'm about to say this, right? <laughs> is that is that at, at women at our age, like we, you know, well, no, uh, we're a little older than you, Tima Like we ain't that old, but we're a little older. So <laughs> because we are a little older, and you know, we. You know we're to a point now where we have these lives we have these families we have children that we're responsible for we have husbands who we're responsible for we have these great careers so the thought of just stepping out and being vulnerable automatically for me just makes me tense up like uh-uh. you know, like, like why why <laughs> why would i do that why would i do that i totally would never do that you know, um, thought sort of me presenting anything and it's not being perfect and it's not being right just sounds craziness. Like, <laughs> like literally, we did our first podcast with a couple of weeks ago and it took me so long just to release it because it had errors. I was like, I don't even know if I want to release that because it's error it got errors. And the fact that, you know, just to release a podcast, you know, that's not perfect is even hard because for me and, and a lot of women like me, you know, um, that part of being vulnerable is where most of us struggle because we've built this whole life on doing it right. And we just feel like we got so much to lose if we do it wrong. Barbara, I guess mm-hmm. that's just how I feel. Barbara, what do you think?
2: <laughs> just the word vulnerability, it should be just like taken out of the dictionary. Like, <laughs> why? Who are we talking to? Who do we talking to? Who oh, do we need my to talk goodness. To? Why is this happening? So um, oh, it's just. The idea of not having, well, to be exposed—just raw um, um, feelings, emotions, dreams, desires—just having all of that exposed is just so uncomfortable to me. Mm-hmm. However, God has told me that that is what where I have to be to help other women get to where he wants them to be and so Mm -hmm. I've accepted that however it's the part that I still fight with (laughs) because I don't like it like I want it to be Mm -hmm. comfortable like I'm thinking things that are good should feel good you know that's I'm correlating in my humanness (laughs) that in order for it to be good (laughs) it needs to feel good But in my maturity, I'm realizing now most of the things, the most negative things, the most hurtful things, the most traumatic things are all those things that spurred me on to be a better me and to find out Mm -hmm. what God has wanted for me. And it has taken, I would say, decades for me to realize that. But now that I have, I see the release, the peace, the joy, the challenge, the necessity to be that vulnerable person in order for me to help just one woman get to the place of peace and um, desire to further her faith journey. It's all worth it. It is all worth mm. it. Okay. And so I wish I'd gotten to it sooner. But it's okay. He's still giving me time. I still got <laughs> I still got some time on this ticker. So I guess I'm okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just challenging yep. at this mature age where I think we've just spent so much time getting it right. Um mm. having particular rules for of professionalism the way you look the way you talk you know how you um yes your whole demeanor all of this has taken time to to craft and perfect and now we've experienced some success in that and so not and then to realize none of that matters per se when it comes Mm -hmm. to the mission and the purpose that god has for you to build his kingdom
0: what are you Mm -hmm. kidding What? (laughs) What are you saying right now? What are you saying? (laughs) So it's more. (laughs) This sounds more of a shock factor.
2: It's it's certainly more shock factor. So no doubt, not bad, just a little concerning. (laughs) yes
0: Yes. great great word concerning (laughs) is the correct word you know and I think that's the thing that's, and that's what I learn from you Tima all the time when you and I talk I know usually it's like I'm I'm pointing to you but what I always learn from you is how you know how you're brave and Mm. where you're brave to the point where you're not afraid of the dark the darts coming back at you and you don't even gear up like you're just like
1: (laughs) I'm gonna do this
0: (laughs) and I don't care if you fire darts back See, that's not that's not gonna you know, be how I would do it. Like gonna you know, be how I do it is I'm gonna gear yeah. up. So when I go out there, you know, you may fire darts. I got a response for them darts back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I thought about all these different responses for the darts, I do this. And so I think that what you do and and just show your your journey and your walk and um and how how you're doing the things that you're doing, you know, even when it's something as simple as you just reach out to a person who you don't know. You know what I'm saying? You just mm-hmm. like, hey I'm like, nah, I would never mm-hmm. just say hey. But <laughs> <When> I think <sing, laughs> this is not what I'm doing right away. Like that's not my first thought is to say hey. Um you know, you know, like if we're in the elevator, it's different, but you know, you just reach out to people, you know, on Instagram, like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, why would I why would I do that? But <laughs> what I'm learning and what I what I hope the ladies here learn is that there is another side to it and that mm-hmm. you know there's a bravery. Mm-hmm. Um There's a boldness with that, right? And God Mm -hmm. honors that. Like God honors us wanting to take Mm -hmm. that step, and one for us to hear Him tell us to make a move. And um, like you said earlier, even we don't know all the steps, we don't know what we're supposed to do. The fact that we're we listen to that small, Mm -hmm. quiet voice that tells us take a step. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the thing that that um, I think we also need to learn to do a better job. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, uh, something that this this is something that I want to mention to all of that bravery that I just shared is that I'm terrified every Mm. single time. Like, I just want everybody (laughs) clear, like everybody listening, like I am terrified every time, every time when I decide to move, every time when I decide to start a new thing, every time when I press publish on a YouTube video where I'm sharing, you know, my most vulnerable Mm -hmm. thoughts. I am so afraid. I'm afraid of the criticism. I'm afraid that people are going to judge me. People are not going to understand. But something, two things that I noticed is that um, one, through my vulnerability, I was able to find community. Mm. Through my willingness to show up imperfect, I was able to build what God was trying to do all along was to build this tribe of women who are seeking him wholeheartedly and have this desire to walk in purpose, to fulfill their, their kingdom purpose. And I think had I not been that example and had I not shown up in that way, the other women in, in the community that had found me, it could have gone in multiple ways, but one, one way, cause I know I felt that so many times where I would find other Christian women online I'm like, oh, they just seem like they have it all figured out, and I don't. So I guess I shouldn't mm-hmm. do this thing, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like people come to my page; they're like, oh, okay, she's a mess just like me, but she's still doing it. <laughs> I, I, I can, I can do my thing too, you know. That's 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 the impression that I, I I think most people have when they experience any of my content. And then the second thing that I noticed about um, doing it terrified is that. Um, For me, the weight of carrying around this perfect image was heavy. It was just so heavy. And once I started being honest about my journey, about mental health, about not having a place to stay, just sharing Mm -hmm. all of that, I found peace in that. I found so much, like, relief and just, I don't have to pretend that I have it together. I don't have to pretend that, you know, I have the dream job and the perfect relationship or the perfect apartment. I don't have any of that. And it just felt like a release to just be like, wow, I can just show up and just say, this is what it is. And not have to carry around this, um, this persona or this image, um, or even like a previous career. Cause I mentioned that I worked in fashion and beauty and for a while, that was what I held on to. I held on to my identity as like this fashion blogger and, this beauty influencer and that was the thing that was making me feel like you know although my life is not together I have this so when God kind of pushed me in a different direction why I couldn't say although my life is together I have this I was just like my life's mm-hmm. just not together <laughs> it was different you know and it it forced me to just trust God you know it really forced me to just trust God and then the final thing I want to say about this is that it actually reminds me a lot of um the story in the bible when moses has the staff and he like hits Mm -hmm. the rock with it even Mm -hmm. though god didn't tell him to do that but he wanted to be like mr macho man and like make it seem like he was making the water come out Mm -hmm. and it reminds me that um um when you talked about how god uh rewards our obedience there's also an element of um I don't necessarily want to use the word punishment, but there's consequences that come when we don't um, do what mm-hmm. God asks us to do. And I think yeah. to a I certain extent, dis- discipline. Discipline exactly, there, right? exactly. And I and I had gotten to a certain point where I started doing this dance with God, where he would tell me to do something, I would do it. Tell me to do something, I would do it. That when it got to a certain point where I was like, well, I'm afraid of what's going to happen if I don't do what God is telling me to do. That's that's how I felt about moving to California. That's how how I felt about starting a nonprofit. And that's how I felt about moving here. It was like, I'm going to do this quickly because I know that if I don't, there's Mm. consequences and there's going to be a reaction to that. The same way if I am obedient, there's miracles (laughs) attached to it. There's blessings attached to it. There's also another side of it that if you if you don't move in the time frame that God is telling you to move there's consequences that come with that. And of course, God is always going to make sure we're we're staying on track, but those consequences might be mm-hmm. painful and uncomfortable. <laughs> and because I'm like, I, I don't want that for myself. <laughs> I'm like, okay, God, you're telling me to move, I'm going to move. Right. <laughs> How high? Because I don't want to have the, I don't want to have to deal with the consequences that may come from me delaying my obedience out of fear. Man. That is such a healthy and mature outlook. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, wow, wow, that is uh, certainly. I think one of the ingredients to just the piece that you emote. It's uh, it it's just my mind is thinking. Wow, how does she make the decision she makes? And it seems like you, you hear what God has for you, you accept it much faster and you not go do that debate Mm -hmm. game. Well, I think he may have meant, you know, (laughs) because certainly he knows I don't want to, you know, I just moved to California. Now he's talking about coming back to the East Coast. Certainly, certainly I must have missed a (laughs) sentence or something, you know. So there's there's that debate (laughs) um, that you just don't dwell there that your confidence is so strong Mm -hmm. in the voice that you heard that you 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 act upon it Um, you Mm -hmm. immediately put that action to it and I think that is certainly uh, a phenomenal um, um, valuable piece to how you can uh, just stay in that action mode your belief is that hey Mm -hmm. he said it I already believe it. So now I need to go ahead and do mm-hmm. it. Wow.
1: Right. Wow. And there's I, also this element too of like, it's, I ask this simple question to myself often when I have to make a decision that I'm like, God, why would you mm-hmm. want me to do this? It doesn't make sense. I'm like, okay, if I do this thing, all these things could go wrong according to my uh-huh. my thinking. But imagine mm-hmm. if this is exactly what God is telling me to do. And I'm one hundred percent aligned with mm. his vision for my life. All the things mm. need to go right,
2: mm. and he's the only one that can make that come to pass. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: You know what mm-hmm. I think though? I think I think when when I when I hear that story and I think about <clears throat> when I hear that story, I, I have to think about what you said. It was like heavy. Like you know, you don't worry about the heaviness of human mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right. Right. Mm-hmm. I think the problem comes in a lot of times where. If you're, if you are already to the point where you're looking around and you feel like you have to put on that, you're wearing that blanket. A lot of times we don't even realize we have mm. that blanket on. Mm. So in order for me first to shut the blanket, take the blanket off, I had to first I accept mm. I have the blanket on. I'm having this. I'm trying mm. to be all right. First of That's
2: all. That's true. That's true. Right? <laughs> Let's mm. just
0: start with that. Um, and then, and then second, what I heard you say was that when you value the discipline you know, you are more fearful of, the, of disobeying mm-hmm. God than you are any other life choices that can come from that. And I think what mm-hmm. normally stops most of us from moving, especially women of a certain age, is that while we understand in theory that disobeying God can have this consequence, we see in, in, in truth, and in, in, well, not truth, but in, in current reality, in, in this, mm-hmm. you know, with our natural eyes the consequence of me doing this other thing and what falls mm-hmm. apart in this moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. for instance, if if God was to tell me now to get up and go and, I don't know, go and do something like sell new construction, which is always, like, one of my things, right? Oh, I love selling new construction. To go sell new construction today means I have to start at 35000 a year. So while, mm-hmm. in theory, God can say, well, I can't go sell new construction right now. I got something to do right there. What I'm saying is, but Wells Fargo wasn't going to expect something on the first of the month, Lord. And I believe... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Something to happen by the first, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To do this, and it doesn't. And, I, and I'm just, I'm just going out to the fact that the the challenges that I'm sure that a lot of our listeners mm-hmm. are going to hear is that is that you know there there's that moment where we have mm-hmm. to trust God, right? We have to trust God, and there's a cost associated with it. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like yep. There's a cost, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. And you know, and I love how you said that. You know, we're thinking about what is the, the disobedience of us disobedient God. Being disobedient to God, I think that will probably help us to be more willing to accept the cost mm-hmm. if we, if we really, 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 truly assess what that disobedience mm-hmm. looks like and what that mm-hmm. cost.
1: Right? Does that make yeah. sense? Mm-hmm. And not I think only that's where the show comes in it's like not only does that a disobedience affect us, it affects everybody that's attached to our purpose. So if we're being called into something else, like, for example, if I was feeling called to stop talking about beauty, but instead I said, you know, I don't want to do that. I'm already building this career. I can make money from doing this. I can make good money from doing this. I quit this job that I don't like. Like, and I just mm-hmm. was like, no, I don't want to talk about that because I know if I talk about mm-hmm. that, I'm not going to make money anymore. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to get partnerships and, and and opportunities, which I really wrestled with for a long time. But had I not done that, and now looking at it in hindsight, the thousands of women and even men who have been impacted by the fact that I made that one decision to say, you know what? God is telling mm-hmm. me to pivot. I'm going to pivot. Yes. Based on that one decision it's impacted so many other lives. And that is also something that gives me perspective where I'm just like, wow, not only does the times where I am disobedient out of fear impact my life personally but it has the potential to impact generations and that is like that scares me more than you know what happens if i do this thing because ultimately it's my my go-to reminder in my head is always god is not going to play me my sister vanessa says it all the time she's like god is not going to play you period he's not going to play you so even though it may be difficult it may be tough it may not be what you expect He's not going to tell you to do something and then let you fall and watch you suffer. And if he does, it's going to be for a moment. He's going to pick it up and turn it around and even use that for good.
2: I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. Wow.
0: Yes.
2: Well, you exact.
0: Well, I feel like this has just been a great
2: conversation. (laughs) You're definitely exemplary of that belief and walking that out, walking that truth out. So thank Mm -hmm. you. Very much. Thank you.
1: Yeah,
0: thank you so much for actually coming on and sharing your story with us and giving us your time. Lord knows we are it's exactly. your most valuable asset, and we we feel honored. Um, that Absolutely, you with us, right? Um, so, yes. Is there anything? And I, I, we're just gonna close it up because I just want to definitely be mindful of people's time and everything. But um, yeah, is there anything else you would like to leave the ladies with um, before we go?
1: shout out this is your shot Um, I would say or not even I would say I feel like what God is really telling me to say right now in this moment is to trust him and to trust the breadcrumbs trust those little things that are showing up in your life that may just seem like little coincidences mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. or there or those little small things that we can so easily push to the side and just say oh that's that's nothing mm-hmm. trust those things even though mm-hmm. it may not make sense even though you might not fully understand it trust it and and surrender it to God and just see what happens as a result awesome mm, that's so bad
0: that's so good. Yeah. Barbara,
1: you have
2: anything? No, I'm 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 just um, the word dumbfounded it sounds negative, but I'm in awe. I'm I'm gonna say I'm <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm in awe. And it's not that I was limiting or had um, doubts that this conversation would be so valuable. It's that your story and how you share is just so genuine that it's life-giving and so that's why i'm in awe Mm -hmm. and i'm just feeling just very grateful and thankful that you spent this time with us so thank you you're welcome oh
1: wow thank you so much i appreciate that i appreciate that um i think The last thing I'll say while I still have the floor is (laughs) I'll just share because, you know, I'm a millennial, so I got to shout myself out. (laughs) Um, I will share where people can find me if you want to stay in touch or get involved with my community. Um, So my website is just FatimaFarmer.com. And I am mostly on Instagram at Fatima underscore Farmer. And um, the nonprofit that I started um, and in building with Waikia, actually, she's one of the board members, um, mm-hmm. is called Soul Beauty Outreach. And we are in the process of raising $5,000 mm. by the end of 2020 to launch this nonprofit to heal humanize and house homeless women Mm. through mental health resources. So if you feel led to contribute or to get involved in any way, um, you can head over to my website and there is a tab that says nonprofit and that's how you can learn more information um, and also where you can make a donation as well. Um, I also have a podcast called Soul Beauty Chat where I share um, guided meditations. Um, I interview guests, Um, I share my personal tips and journey um, over there. And um, yeah, I think that's everything.
0: Okay. Thank you so much, ma'am.
1: You know, I love you much. Thank you. (laughs) I love you as (laughs) well. All
0: right, 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 talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Be blessed. Bye-bye.